A very big welcome to everyone listening in to the Raw Stories podcast once again. I appreciate you. I value you. And I value all the feedback that you've been sharing on how inspiring uh, the stories we've been hearing on the journey have been. Welcome back. This is a platform where we share stories about where we're coming from um, and we look at the future and we share tips and lessons on you know, how to engage on this journey and take on this journey we call life. Today we have an amazing guest in our midst um, and, and you'll want to hear about her. Her name is Claire Murigande. She's a biologist by education and training. She's worked in academia. She's worked in the private sector um, and she's been in the private sector since 2008 as a medical affairs expert. One thing that I love about Claire is that she's passionate about bringing value through science. Um, And she's been able to do this with her different roles, you know, at the interface between business, research, development. And it's just just really impressive to see someone bringing their passions together in that kind of way. Last year, in November 2020, she was featured at the first edition of TEDx in Zurich at at the Hochschule in Zurich. And she shared an inspiring talk about self-connectedness and we'll get into some of that detail later but really impressive. Claire is also the host and creator of a podcast called Narratives of Purpose Um, and there she shares unique stories of people that are contributing to make a difference in society. Some of the guests that she has on that show are really impressive. I mean, all her guests are impressive and their level of knowledge is just something you want to listen to. So I will put a link in the notes for the show. Uh, please go and listen to the narratives of purpose. So Claire, I've been singing your praises out here for the last couple of minutes. Um, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Hi, Fungai. Thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. I think it's, it's the first time that I hear someone <laughs> talk about me like that. Your profile is super impressive, and I, and I tell you this all the time. Um, so, Claire, why don't we hear a little bit more about your story and your journey, right? I, I've talked about you, you know, your professional experience, your educational experience. I'm keen to learn more. What makes you you, and what is it that has brought you here where you are today? So as you said before, you know, I studied, I have a PhD and I consider myself a lifelong learner. So I'm quite Mm. curious and I like to learn so many different new things. And I truly believe that, you know, in a lifetime, there's so many things you can learn about that you never have enough time to do it. So (laughs) right now, um, I even started um, an MBA recently. So on top of my PhD, I also (laughs) continue to study and do different things. But, you know, it's all about this curiosity and say, okay, what can I learn from these people, you know? And mostly I like the connection with, with, between the people. And I also think that, you know, bringing people together is something I like to do, especially mm. with my podcast as well. And the other thing about me is that I'm kind of a here and now person. And by that, I mean that, you know, I don't plan very much in advance about things. I just do them or just follow my instincts most of the time. And while I was preparing to discuss with you today, for my, I was thinking about something that I was taught in school when I was quite young. So I went to a French school and there were these tales 
from a French guy um, called La Fontaine. It's a story about ants and a grasshopper. So that during the whole summer, the ants are you know, drying grains and making like uh, storing for the winter, you know, because in the winter they won't have enough food. And then the grasshopper is just fiddling around, doing music and just enjoying the summer, you know. And once the winter comes, well, the grasshopper has to go and beg to the ants to get, to get some food because they didn't do anything during the summer. Mm. So I don't mean to say that I'm a grasshopper, but the thing is, <laughs> I, I kind of live in the moment and live mm. now because I think that you can only influence the present. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, wow. but you can only influence today. So I'm kind of a person who's like, I don't plan very much in advance. I just think about now, what can I influence now? What can I do? So that's, that's kind of one, yeah. Yeah, that's one, one thing about myself that I'd like to share as well. And so you've been influencing that, a lot, right? Um, you've been influencing a lot on your journey. But please, you know, go on and then I'll come back. And Yeah, I'm just thinking one details. other thing I wanted to say. Because people who know me actually know that I'm quite, I'm a very quiet person. I used to be very shy when I was young as well. But the thing is, I like to listen way much more than I talk. Mm. And it goes again to this, you know, life lear lifelong learning mm. that there's so many things that so many people can bring to me that I'm always like sitting there and absorbing everything, you know. So this is a bit of, you know, a few things about myself, my personality. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, on the more pragmatic level, like I said before, so I studied biology. But if I track back a little bit, so I was born in East Africa, in Burundi. Mm -hmm. And my family lived for several years in Kenya. So we spent almost 10 years in Kenya and then we moved to Switzerland. So I've been living in Switzerland like for almost the biggest part of my life. But I've been living like for the last 10 plus years in the German speaking part. So I really like the fact that it's one small country. You don't need to change so many things, but then you can move like in the radius of around 200, 250 meters. Mm -hmm. And you're like in a different culture, so to speak. I studied in Geneva first, so the French-speaking part, and then I moved to Basel to do my PhD. I came back shortly to Geneva, but then I thought, you know, I, I've, I've been here so long, I know everything, I need to go and change myself somewhere else. So I went to Zurich. <laughs> and so that's, that's quite interesting because I like to take advantage of the situation as well. And I thought to myself, listen, I learned German in school. Obviously, they speak Swiss German, which is totally different, but, you know, who cares? Let yeah. me just go and live there and work and learn something new. You know, so that's kind of my journey a little bit. Oh, that's amazing. For me, it's very clear. You're a lifelong learner. Um, you know, you complete a bachelor's degree, you complete a master's, you complete a PhD. And then, you know, a couple of years down the line, you're like, let's keep learning. Let's do an MBA. Where does it end? Honestly, I don't mark any end because, I mean, now it's more like the structural learning structural learning sorry about that mm -hmm. <laughs> i would say you know going through like all these degrees and everything but you can also learn from other people you know just having a conversation or you know if you do some volunteering and you get to know people from different backgrounds it's also learning mm -hmm. but for me it's more like taking advantage the way why i chose to do this this mba was that you know i had been working for a few years and at a certain point, I wanted to kind of change the, the position that I had, or at least change the function that I had. Mm -hmm. And I received a lot of, well, not a lot of comments, but I was told that, yeah, you don't have this, you know, um, business background, you can do this. And I'm thinking, but why not? I can try anyway, you know, what's the worst that can happen if it doesn't work? 
well, we'll find someone else. But then yeah. <laughs> because yeah. I want to learn, I'm like, I, I truly believe that, you know, if someone doesn't have the background or the, uh, the things that you think are needed for something, position, whatever it is, as long as they're willing to do it, there's always a way to, to achieve that. Mm. And that was kind of my, my mindset. But obviously, when you're in corporate environment, sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes it does. I don't mean to say that it's always the same, you know. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't work. And I was thinking, okay, so they say I'm missing something. Perhaps, you know, I can learn something else in that case. But then I didn't want to do like a standard um, MBA program. I was thinking, let me do an MBA, but something that will bring me also a new new skills or at least uh you know new knowledge that i haven't learned until now and what's quite special with this program is that they're focusing on on uh, digital leadership so okay. basically you're a leader in your industry whatever you're doing but how do you now incorporate this whole change the whole transformation the whole fact that you know especially now with corona you know we're all uh, working from from mm. distance from home mm. remotely and for me, actually, the, the, the main reason I chose this program was like, okay, there's so many things going on. People are talking about artificial intelligence. So let me just go in this structured setting somehow, because I'm very bad at learning on my own. I need to, ha to have people... The structure. Listen mm. to people, mm. you know? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and be in a certain, certain uh, context. So I can really choose, okay, what's interesting for me. And, and that's what they're doing, basically. Like, you know... Um, bringing up all the experts in Switzerland in different fields of digitalization and AI, whatever it is, you know, blockchain. So I'm learning lots of stuff, but things I would probably not have learned on my own. I think sure. I could have, but it would have taken me too much time and I needed this frame, you know, to pick Absolutely. what is interesting for me. I'm just curious. I think it's the key word here is curious, you know. I love and that. And if I can do it, I, I just try it. And... Yeah, I think that's a great mentality to have, right? Because I, I feel like most of us spend our lives pursuing the, the next end goal, right? You want to complete this and then you want to complete that and then you want to complete that, but not actually taking time to reflect on, you know, what does this mean concretely for my life um, and remaining open like you have remained. And, and you've touched on so many important things in a couple of minutes um amazing and you touched on the fact that you know you realized that you had a gap right you could fill in with the with an mba so you decided to pursue an mba right that well that was possible for you at the same time you also mentioned that you're getting it not because you wouldn't have been able to get the same of experience on the job but sometimes to land the job people require the credentials right Yes, it's true. But sometimes I also realize that you don't even necessarily need the credentials. You know, it all depends on what is it that you want to do? What is, mm. you know, what type of impact do you want to have? Like I'm, I'm learning also like the whole business side of everything because so far it was only science, right? And, and mm. science is like a lot of experimenting, trying this and reading this, you know, um, articles and say, hey, they missed that. Why don't we try this? So it's, it's very much a, uh, almost an um, endless process, you know? <laughs> you don't exactly yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. But here, I, I, what's quite interesting is that, you know, how do you set up your business? You know, they think about startups. You get to, so it's a totally different um, approach of life, I would say, for me, mm. which is quite new as well and very interesting. And, and I thought also after a while, you know, why not try that and see, okay, uh, am I entrepreneurial enough? Can I set up and do something? 
I, I don't know. It's just a matter of trying, you know. And like you say, I'm fortunate enough that, uh, you know, I have the means at this point also to do an MBA program as well. But you don't need to go through an MBA. I mean, if, if there's a message here I want to share with your listeners as well, is that, you know, find in your space or at least in the, in the people in your environment or even if you know them, you don't know them, you know, what is it you want to achieve and what are the... Um, the available options out there. You know, my, mm. my journey was about a lot about academia. So obviously I'm kind of um, formatted to some extent right. <laughs> from learning and so on. But it doesn't mean that everybody has to go through that. And perhaps this is where also, you know, you were saying that sometimes you need the credentials. Yeah. It's true. But sometimes I think we should also be very open and um, and give people opportunities as long as they they show the interest and they bring really the will and the motivation. That's, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. I had a conversation earlier this week on, on something along the same lines. Um, and, and the colleague and I were talking about, you know, you, you don't necessarily, it just depends on what the job is, but I feel like the only way, and you know, it was talking about gender parity in companies and women in high leadership positions. Sometimes it takes loads of experience, but where's the cap, right? A leader mm-hmm. with 10 years of experience versus a leader with 15 years of experience, you can close that gap at some point. I don't feel like that's a gap that's open forever. So completely aligned with you, you know, sometimes giving younger people with less years of experience an opportunity, maybe a long learning curve for them at the beginning so maybe instead of three months to learn the job it will be five months six months but they'll get it right at some point if you identify the potential in people so i'm always a huge advocate for you know giving people opportunities um and just allowing them to surprise you and it's it's amazing what you can do when you're learning on the job exactly and to add on that as well you know you just mentioned like giving young people the opportunity I have to be honest with you, I've learned so many things from people who are much younger than me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, obviously I have the experience. That's the only thing I can share with them and what I've learned along the way and, you know, probably some mistakes I've done or some things they need to pay attention to that they're not aware of at that point. But the fact of, um, you know, we speak about diversity, it's also about younger people, people with different backgrounds, giving them the opportunity to being open to all these different um, I would say this different profiles is very, very enriching because then mm. that is the way, it's the easiest way or the best way that you will find um, to solve the problems you're facing, whatever the problems, those problems are or whatever solutions you want to create. And this is something for me, I've always been like, you know, I've always been in awe, so to speak, mm. about the, the ability that the, you know, humans have to to inspire, to create, to innovate. And this is really regardless of your level of of, uh, studies, whatever it is. And I would even argue that although I study for me, it's really like to learn more, perhaps, you know, with time, the more I study or the more I I learn in a certain frame, I'm also less creative because I'm I'm being formatted to an extent. Whereas if you bring someone who is fresh, the fresh view and everything. So that's why, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's really interesting what you were mentioning before. And I think younger people who have probably less experience or less credentials in that sense mm. is as much worth as someone like me, if not more, you know, because the, the, the problems we face or the issues we need to deal with, they change constantly. And if you don't 
change the different approaches on any issue, then you have problem solving. That's very interesting. That's very interesting. I'm thinking like, you know, our experiences shape our opinions, right? And the more experience we have, I mean, the more experiences we build on that are similar, um, the more they influence our opinion in a certain direction. And at some point we become very rigid, right? We start to believe that the experiences that have shaped our opinion are facts right rather than just opinions and maybe because of that we hinder our own creativity well you mentioned something else in your introduction you said you're a person that follows their instincts and you're a listener by nature and and that's certainly you know that's something that i picked up you're really good at listening um and does this come hand in hand so the fact that you know how to follow your instinct is that influenced by the fact that you're a good listener or the reverse how do you know to follow your instincts what does that sound like that's a very tough question (laughs) i know but we might be able to save the world with our conversation today claire think about that (laughs) so you're basically asking me to to deconstruct the way i I, I work somehow. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that the very simplest way, I would say, is really to pay attention to whatever it is that you're feeling or whatever it is your body is telling you. I mean, for me, that would be the simplest way to, to, mm. to put it. And it comes back to the, um, to the talk that I had uh, in November last year, this is the TEDx talk that you mentioned before. Sure, yeah. I think it's absolutely crucial it's essential it's it's core to i would say who we are as human beings now i'm becoming a bit philosophical sorry for that (laughs) don't worry about it yeah you know it's and it's somehow like you say your instinct or intuition it's like how we're we're wired how we're framed so unfortunately i can't right now say as a scientist explain to you why you know like uh, from A to Z or whatever it is. Yeah, but yeah. there's more and more research as well going on, you know, in that space. Like you, when you think about people who meditate and things like that, it has been shown that you know in the brain activity. So, you know, I don't want to go into detail about that, but because first of all, I don't have all the references for mm. it. But just to answer your question, I think simply paying attention to your emotions, what you feel, or what your body is telling you is enough. And something I, I often do is that, you know, whenever you feel tired or sometimes you feel something is off, you don't know what's going on, just stop what you're doing. And then, you know, sometimes you realize, okay, that's the reason why I'm not feeling well. That's the reason why X, Y, Z. And another thing on top of that, that I learned quite recently, someone told me about that, is like, sometimes you just need to mirror some situations. For instance, if you're angry or you're you're upset about something, our automatic response or reaction is always to put it out there on other people, right? People who Mm. are around us. But if you just pause and just completely mirror the situation you're going through to yourself, you basically realize that the the issue or whatever is bothering you is within you. And, you know, it's nothing good or bad here. It's just stating the fact that this is how we are as human beings. Acknowledging. the thing, yeah, coming back to my talk was, you know, self-connectedness, you know, connect to yourself, listen to yourself, listen to your signals of your body, of your emotions, whatever it is. If you're afraid of something, why are you afraid? Okay. Analyze, ask yourself questions. It sounds a bit counterintuitive, but it actually works. And it, it also helps you to kind of let go 
and see things from a different angle. And the way I like to put it sometimes is like, you know, put things into perspective. You know, sometimes our mind just builds up things and create all these stories, whatever it is, but reality has nothing to do with that. So just mm. come back to you. So learning to come out of your own head, for example. <laughs> Um, I find that very difficult. I hear you and I, I see the value most definitely. I, I started meditating last year um, and on, on, you know, when I'm having a good streak, I, I meditate for 10 minutes every day. And the difference for me is really big. Um, I, my mind may be racing during that time, but it just allows me to come to terms with, you know, with my thoughts um, and just to stop everything for 10 minutes and do absolutely nothing, which, you, you know, 10 minutes sounds like absolutely nothing in the bigger scheme of the whole 24 hour day. Um, but that 10 minutes is so important. And I wonder if, if that is a bigger link to, maybe helping me feel more connected to myself, right? And I, I don't know what that looks like, but I know I'd certainly l love to learn how to sharpen my instinct and how to follow that. I think there's something about, you know, focusing your attention. And, and it's, it's getting more and more complicated today because obviously we all have smartphones. There's so many things yeah. going on. <laughs> but just even like the news, you know, Choose the news you want to listen. That, that, that's already one step, you know, because obviously meditating is great. And, you know, I came to meditation very recently, but I realized that something I was doing before close to that, people speak about mindfulness, you know, just being in the moment. For instance, you know, just a simple example, you brush your teeth, okay? Let's say in the morning when you're brushing your teeth, this is something everybody can relate to, okay? Brushing yeah. your teeth. <laughs> I hope so. Are you thinking about <laughs> something else while you brush your teeth? Or are you brushing your teeth? You see what I mean? So yeah. that's why I say get out of your mind. It's not complicated. You don't have to, you know, have this super practices of yoga. Just be in the moment of what you're doing. That's already enough, you know? And if you can have that as a regular practice, it's actually normal. You don't need to be in your head. Like if you're brushing your teeth and you're thinking, okay, I have a meeting at 10.30. Before mm. that, I have to prepare this. I have to read about that. And then I have to cook, you know? You're not even brushing your teeth anymore. <laughs> You're not in the moment, no matter how small. And, and you know, if, if you have that electric toothbrushing, it's two minutes brushing your teeth and you're just in your head the entire time. You don't even take two minutes to just be in that moment. Exactly. So you see, just, just be in what you're doing. If, if you're eating your lunch, then eat your lunch. Don't read your paper. Don't read your emails. Don't answer to. And the best thing is, you know, eat with someone else and have a conversation and just be, be mm -hmm. there. Just, and that's enough. That, that's basically mindfulness. You know, you don't have to be, I mean, that's my interpretation. Okay. So yeah, <laughs> no, some, I am yoga trainers or teachers <laughs> of mindful listening yeah. and apologies, but this is my interpretation is I that do it. I do. in the moment of what you're doing. Yeah. It's even, you know, you know, if we're speaking about in the work context, the number of times that we're in meetings, or maybe let me speak for myself, the number of times that I'm in meetings where I just need to listen um, and then I open up PowerPoints <laughs> to work on them in the background is just, it's insane, right? I just, it's, it's like, you know, if you're in a bigger meeting, you're like, I'm half listening, half working on the presentation, but it speaks to the same thing, right? You're like, to yeah. be completely mindful, be fully present in that moment, um, and I feel like the digital, the digital revolution that we've just gone to because of COVID-19 is, 
has just made things a little bit different, right? So many of mm-hmm. us sitting in these Zoom calls and, and, you know, we press our phones, we check this, we check that. And the day that we go back to meeting rooms <laughs> and we need to sit through one hour of a full session without clicking or touching anything else, I think that is going to be very interesting training um, on being mindful in meetings because you're just so used to multitasking through the, the virtual meetings. I feel like that's one minus, if you want to call it, because yeah. other people don't really have full view of what you're doing. So you can Google around, you can do other work, um, but there's a lot of value in being present, right? You can add value to the meetings, um, but you also take away a lot more and you have at least one complete finished thing rather than two half-baked ones. Um, exactly. but a very interesting conversation. That, that's exactly the point because you're focusing your attention and, and you know what, I think like multitasking is really a myth because mm. focusing your attention on one thing, you're even much, much more effective at what you do because mm. you started to finish it and then you're ready for the next one and there's nothing else, you know, you need to think about. Yeah. And I think that's where we need to be more, I don't know, we need to, to learn more. Yeah. To be better. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, you know, and I speak for experience. I, I realize that if I'm thinking about something or I'm reading or answering and then I have to do this, you take much, much more time to do things and then you don't do them well. Like you were saying, it's, you know, two things half baked then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And just being also focused at one saying, okay, this is what I need to do today and stick to that, you know? I, I mean, what's the worst that can happen if you didn't do the other thing? <laughs> <laughs> that is a good question. I know it's it's difficult. It sounds easy like that. Sometimes it's difficult, but just oh, try and it's do possible. It. I think it's, it's possible. possible. I've definitely seen the value in it. Uh, whether I stick to it or not is is a different thing, right? But I, I see the value and the benefits when I'm fully present. Um, like in this conversation, for example, right now I'm here. I'm fully present and I'm talking to you and I'm learning a lot from you, right? Which is, I I feel like it's great that it's you and I having a back and forth and versus a group call where I would be maybe more distracted because my role is not as active. So I think there's many ways to look at it, Um, but certainly very inspiring to hear your thoughts on this and how you deal with it. You've already shared with us um, some really impressive parts of your journey. I'm curious, like what are you most proud of when you look back at your journey how you've come through, again, we mentioned your master's, your PhD, now your MBA, your podcast, the career you've built, speaking at TEDx um, in Zurich. What are you most proud of in that whole journey? I wouldn't really consider that any of the achievements in terms of, you know, uh, degrees and a PhD, whatever it is, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's great. It's good. I mean, what I'm proud of through that is more like what I've learned, you know, how, how to work. Mm. Um, one thing I always say about my PhD is that I learned how to get information. That's what that was my learning from my PhD. Like, yeah. who do I need to reach out to for what information? That was like my big learning from there. When I, I think what I'm most proud of is, you know, the many instances where I was able to connect some people and to see that you know something came out of that. And that that's mm. much more rewarding than having a PhD, which is pretty good. But I mean, it's, it's not a, <laughs> I hear you. And, and also, yeah, the things that I've learned and been able to pass on, because this is another thing as well. I mean, you know, 
You know, when I was a kid, um, so I have siblings, I have two brothers and a sister, and I remember that, you know, wh whenever you, you grow older, you would take the clothes of your older brothers or your older sister and mm -hmm. so on. And things is like, now we speak out about circular economy and everything, you know, flowing somehow. And I always think that it's very difficult, at least for me, to, to possess, like to possess knowledge or even to possess things. And I always think that it's great to be like a connector like whatever it is I know I was able to pass it on for me that was great mm, I don't think I like that. keeping things for myself the knowledge I don't see what it brings me really but if I'm able to you know have someone in my team for instance who started um thinking that yeah I'm not good at this I'm not sure if I can do this and like yeah you know try it out and do this and really bring them to a level where they have this visibility within the company and then after a couple of years they have this new position they can have their own team this is super cool you know i mean obviously i can say hey you know i had a team i this and that but just the fact that probably one person in my team was able to do this journey i'm like this is great i was part of it you know like you know how was i able to impact other people at least to be part of the mm -hmm. journey mm -hmm. that's the most important thing so if we would say, as we're coming towards the end, you know, what are the three main takeaways that you want people to take with them from our podcast today? What would those be? I would say that the first thing really is to take care of yourself, whatever it is you're doing, if you do sports, if you do, I mean, just, just take care of yourself because you're here. I mean, your body is your envelope. This is the reason why you're here. So you need to take care of that before you take care of anybody else. And the fact that when you feel good and, and you feel balanced, you're only better for other people. So for me, that's really one learning that I had throughout. Wow. Is that take care of yourself, first of all. Um, another thing is coming back again to, you know, what we were speaking about, uh, mindfulness. So focus your attention on something and just do that, you know, even if you don't know how it's going to work, if, if your instinct or if you feel that's the thing you want to do, then just try it out because you never know throughout your journey, you will meet the people probably if you're open enough that will help you reach the goal. You know, you don't need to know everything. I had, I had one of my first guests on the podcast. She's really an amazing woman. I mean, I, I met her like over 10 years ago. And from the first day I met her, I was like, wow, this is impressive what you're doing. And she was really like, you know, if throughout, towards the end of our conversation on the podcast, she said, you know, if you really have something, you have a vision, you want to go for it, just do it. You need to know exactly how to reach there. Mm. But because you know this is what you have to do, you know, things will come into place. You don't need to worry about that. That's so really, I to focus your attention if you have something to do. And I also remember like one of my, my favorite um, TED Talks was by Brian Stevenson. And he said something towards the end. It was like, keep your eyes on the prize, you know. And I like to interpret that like place your intention if you have a vision or something and then focus your attention, you know, make sure that wow. you, you will, if you, if you need to go from A to B, then try to ask yourself, okay, who can help me and ask for help. Wow. That is amazing. This is something I have to say, I learned very recently to put this together and it's something I'm, I'm working on as well. And I so, love yeah, that. I could encourage people, you know, to, to do that, you know, just go for it. And the last thing, because you asked me three things, yeah. <laughs> number two, the last thing was like, share as much as you can. You know, if you need to talk to people, ask questions, 
uh, share ideas, whatever it is. Because from my personal experience, at least this is the way this has really impacted me, is that I have learned so much more and I get fueled by other people, you know. Just having, even if I have a doubt on something or if I have an idea, I don't know how to realize it, I would speak to someone, you know, find a group or have your go-to people, whatever it is, you know, whatever works for you and mm-hmm. share as much as you can. And also, you know, whatever it is you have, for me personally, I don't want to keep everything like for me, whatever it's material or anything. So share and give also when you can, you know, because sometimes, if, and, and give like, you know, without expecting anything, because sometimes it comes to you like in so many different ways, unexpected. So giving is kind of part of this, uh, I'm going to sound philosophical as well, <laughs> but, you know, like the life flow, you know, nothing mm. is static, basically. everything just moves around. I learned these things, I think it was in physics, one of my physics class when I was much younger, like nothing is, oh, how was it again? Like everything is transformed, you know, nothing is lost or created. Everything is just transformed. And wow. I think that, you know, in the wow. way we live, we always have, an opportunity, even if it's just once in your life, you have someone, just, just do it. If you see that you can do it, just do it. Because sometimes, you know, um, it's, a, it's a flow, you know, somehow we're all connected. So my talk was about being self-connected, but we all live in society. So we're all interconnected. And whenever you have that opportunity, you know, just share, even if it's talking to mm. someone, listening to someone who needed your help, just do it. So, yeah. Oh my God. Clear. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. I love that. I love how you integrated science learnings into life and philosophy. You're, you're simply fantastic, right? And those are amazing takeaways, really amazing takeaways and really nicely phrased, like place your intention and focus your attention. I have never heard that articulated that way. And I appreciate that nugget. It is definitely in my arsenal and I will be using it. Um, so thank You're you for that. <laughs> um, and then the, the last bit on how nothing is static or lost. It's simply transformed. Um, one thing that I really treasure with the amazing guests that I've had on the podcast, right, is people are givers, right? The people that I've spoken to that are successful in one way or another, that have journeyed in one way or another, they are givers, right? And everything that they're giving is not lost, like you're saying, it's transformed and it comes back in another way. That is just how physics and that's how science works. So thank you for sharing this part of you, right? Everything you've shared here in this conversation is definitely not lost. It will not remain static. It will benefit a lot of our lives and and I hope it comes back to you in more ways than one. Thank you for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. It was really great talking to you today. Thank you. And to everyone that has listened once more, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, Please share this with your friends, with your family. If you know someone that could benefit from the inspiration and the nuggets that Claire has shared today, please forward it to them, right? Sharing is caring. Um, And thank you for tuning in. Speak to you guys next time. This episode was proudly produced by Tom at Tom Lloyd Sounds and his website is www.tomlloydsounds.com. Thank you, Tom. You're fantastic.